Hello and welcome to the Ocean Rowing Club podcast where each week I will talk to a past ocean rower to get their unique view on the ocean rowing experience. My guest this week is Jasmine Harrison. Hi Jasmine, please tell us a bit about yourself. My name is Jasmine Harrison. I am 22 and I'm from Thirsk in North Yorkshire. My row was the Atlantic in the Talisk Whiskey Atlantic Challenge 2020 and I rode as a solo taking 74, no, how many? It's been, it's not even been a year and I've already forgotten. Taking 70 days, three hours and 48 minutes. Why did you want to row across an ocean? Well, it was more that I couldn't think of anything else that I wanted to do more. I first found out about the crossing two years prior. So it was the end of the 2017 race that I first learned about it. And because I was in Antigua doing some sailing and figured that that was where I needed to be in life, that that's what I wanted to go do. I don't know exactly why I felt that, but I just wanted to get out to sea, to do something different, to achieve something as well, because at that point I was just traveling and all my friends had been at university and I felt like I needed an accomplishment that was actually sort of set down. It was a thing you can say, I rode across an ocean rather than, oh, well, I'm just off traveling again. So for me, that's sort of why I wanted to do it. But I also wanted that whole adventure. I wanted the challenge. I wanted to be out at sea because why wouldn't you? And everybody that's probably listening to this has done an ocean crossing as well. So you understand that the ocean calls me. I've always been a swimmer and I've always enjoyed being in water and I've always loved going diving and sailing and anything to do with outdoors really and so the ocean crossing just fitted me absolutely perfect. Tell us the top three highlights of your crossing. One was 100% has got to be the wildlife. Like every single time there was a fish, a dolphin, a whale, even a bird. It was just the best thing ever. It broke up the day. It made that day more memorable and it gave you something else to focus on and something to think about and something even just to see. Definitely the wildlife. It's just, you felt accepted as well every single time you'd see a pod of dolphins. It was like you were meant to be there. You're meant to be at sea at that particular time. They've come to see you and they're cheering you on. So it's definitely the biggest highlight. Second highlight would probably be the sunsets. Just the sun, the scenery, it was absolutely stunning. My favourite moment was when I had flat car water. I know that's not what like most rowers would want, but it was like a mirror, just glass. And the sunset reflecting off there was just the most beautiful thing you can ever imagine. And definitely a top highlight is rowing the whole day and looking forward to that evening to see that sun start to go down over the water and you almost look and think I'm rowing into that I need to get to where that sun is going and it's quite inspiring and it also closes that you've made it another day you've made more miles I mean yes you've got the night time and the night row to come but for me that was a bit of a, a closure on you've made more miles well done and then of course the finish line was a 
huge highlight knowing well not necessarily the finish line but the anticipation of knowing that you've made it knowing that land is ahead and that you're not going to be stuck out there forever and that actually you don't need to evacuate your boat at this point there's nothing that is gonna stop you from making it there apart from yourself there's no other factors there's nothing to do with the sponsorship there's nothing to do with like just things in the middle of the sea there's help there if it's needed so that was a massive highlight as well and of course the whole step onto land and get your food and everything like that was yeah that was really good what was the hardest part physically and what was the hardest part mentally The hardest part physically was being solo and so having really bad weather that was pushing me in the wrong direction and it meant that I had to row continuously, like for days continuously because I just wanted to make a little bit of progress and so that physical part of not being able to let go of the oars and so my hands get completely destroyed and my muscles ache you're pulling your shoulders so much and that sort of reflects the mental part of it because after all of that hard work and all of the physical beating up that my body's just taken I have to then still sleep and still get pushed backwards and after going through all of that and to still have not made as much progress as you wanted or to have gone all the way backwards and realizing maybe I should have put my power anchor out that's really what beat me up most mentally as well as my crossing was done during covid and the mental challenge was sort of thinking because I'm out at sea and everything after the bad weather at the start was so perfect you forget what it's like on land you forget that there's still this virus you forget that people can't get to the finish line to see you because the whole dream would be ruined and the whole motivation behind getting to the finish line it really does play a huge part with you mentally knowing that yes you want to get there but some of the reasons why you wanted to get there to have that celebration to achieve something massive might be completely shot down and felt like you've not done anything because there just isn't people allowed to be there so that was really tough mentally as well excluding people and pets which three things did you miss most while you were at sea I definitely missed my dog whilst I was out of the sea, but other things that I missed most would probably be human company in terms of I like to talk, like I talk quite a lot and to not have that, it made it quite difficult. Like my job, I work behind a bar just because I absolutely love it. I love talking to everybody and anybody. And so that made it challenging that I couldn't like not even slightly talk to the fish, but it wasn't the same being over the phone and that's what I didn't I did miss that I missed the people I also missed food fresh food I hated my ration packs like I just couldn't bring myself to eat them because well I never eat or drink when I exercise normally and this was quite a big problem because it was ongoing exercise and by the time I'd finished I just wanted to drop to sleep because tiredness took over I know it's a never-ending cycle of you need to eat and then you won't be as tired but I struggled with that and so I really missed food. I missed having just fresh stuff there and readily available. And I also miss being rested because at home, I mean, yeah, it's difficult, but I've never been so tired in 
my life as I was out at sea. And I miss having that well-rested feeling, knowing that you can face the day rather than almost every single day being a bit of a drag. And it's until you get out of your cabin and you see the conditions and you have to assess everything. I actually also miss, because of that, sort of not knowing what the day is going to bring to more of an extent. So yes, you're at sea and you don't know what the conditions, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know that you're on a boat and you're at sea. So it's very limited stuff that is going to happen. Whereas on land, literally anything, there's so many more possibilities. So I kind of missed that a little bit, but I think definitely it's got to be food and being well rested. How much training did you do before the row? So the training I did was in a gym every day for 11 months prior to race start. So I started at the January until November-ish. So not, yeah, maybe almost 12 months. And it was lots of gym work. There was lots of weightlifting and just building up my strength. But I also did continuous, what I always have done, swimming. Um, I got out on my bike and it's not necessarily training, but it was just sort of getting active and doing other things which is what I always like doing anyway. And then I did training on Argo, my boat. So we had to do the mandatory 120 hours and I did that out of Hartlepool Marina. And I think that was enough for me in terms of going out each day. I kind of think I should have gone out for a much longer period. The longest I went out for was 12 hours and I stayed awake and I rode the entire way, which really did help in my conditions at the start of the race. But I think in hindsight, I should have gone for a 24 hour or a 48 hour row. And well, I can say that now, but at the time there would have been nobody that would have come out for that long with me. So it would have been ideal, but it wasn't really possible, especially the weather. And I had such a time window that was really small because I didn't get my boat until July, like mid-July. And so I only really had sort of eight weeks to be able to go and get 120 hours done. And it was, you've got to work and you've got to do everything else and all the admin around this and the boat coming in and out of the water to go to inspections and all these meetings and time just runs away with you. So yeah, kind of, I should have done a longer period on Argo. I think all of my gym training was more than adequate. I was happy and I don't think doing any more would have put me in any better stead, to be honest. Did you suffer with any injury, sores, nasties or sickness? So I didn't really suffer that many injuries. I slipped quite a lot into the guttering and hurt my ankles but uh, but I did I hurt myself on a capsize I hurt my elbow but that was two days towards the end so I literally didn't have long left um and I really hurt it so I couldn't really bend it for a while but other than that injuries I was okay obviously I just got the sore bum like everybody did and a little bit of sunburn on my back but nothing that was any concern or yeah I've seen stuff that happens out at sea and I was okay the calluses on my hand they were okay yes painful and annoying and I just I constantly pick them but nothing at all that is worth shouting about and I think any ocean rower that had the same sort of sores as me would be very grateful that they did because yeah I'm very very mild compared to a lot and um seasickness 
No, I didn't get seasick. I took seasickness patches on the day before I set off and that was the worst thing that I could have ever done in my entire life because I reacted badly to them and basically started hallucinating and disorientated and I couldn't actually see my navigation. And so, yeah, I didn't get seasick, but the prevention of that made it even worse, the effects. Which three songs remind you of your row? I think one is definitely Moana's How Far I'll Go because I've always loved it and it always lifts me up. And I opened a Spotify account so people could add to a playlist and put on their favourite songs. And Gabby from last year, who went solo, added that song saying it was her favourite. And so that stuck in my head as I was rowing and as it came on. And it's also very fitting, basically. Then secondly, Reach for the Stars, definitely S Club 7, I think. I think that was the only song that I actually danced to. I stood up and danced and that was the only song. Don't know why, can't put my finger on it. It was just a thing. And so I hear that song and it reminds me of it. And what was the other one? This is the way to Amarillo. That's definitely up there. Just because I would change the lyrics and talk about going to Antigua. There's probably a lot more songs that do remind me, but until I hear them again, it won't put me into a certain moment, not just sort of thinking out loud, but definitely them three. Did you suffer with any post-adventure blues? My life was quite hectic straight afterwards. There was a lot of media, there was a lot of different things going on. So there wasn't the immediate sort of blues, but more recently, coming up probably eight months after, sort of come out a little bit more of restless. I want to do something else. Things have died down a little bit. So yeah, but also, I don't know, it's not it's not as an extent as what I know a lot of other people would suffer. I'm just, just deal with it. And I don't know if I felt down, which I did a little bit, I just go, let's do another adventure then. And we go outside or you start planning to do something big again, um, which I'm in the middle of doing. What advice do you have for future ocean rowers? My advice for future ocean rowers is to not actually really listen to all of the advice people give you because it might be wrong, it might not suit you and there's not really been that many ocean crossings and it's so unpredictable out there that you can't say anything for fact anyway. So I would say to make it your own, if you think something's going to work, it will. It probably will. It's up to you and it's only your downfall if it doesn't. I mean, obviously, if you're in a team, then it's slightly different, but I wasn't. And definitely test out everything so don't take seasickness patches on the day if you've never taken them before. But also don't sort of downplay what you're going to do. Like, I always just went, yeah, I'm just going to do this. But it made me not get as many sponsors as I potentially could have. But also don't upplay it. Don't think that you're going to row an ocean and you're the bee's knees of everything because there's still other people that have as well. That's different. That's not to do with the crossing. But anyway, I would also say take lots and lots of spares. So like chargers, lots of spare chargers. I broke so many for my phone and that's what I was using my name navigation on. But also if you're a girl, definitely take 
conditioner and wash your hair and look after your body, look after yourself. Yeah. And the biggest advice that I would say is just take cameras, take a GoPro every single moment, try and capture it. Even the stuff that you see as normal, that's your daily routine. You actually forget what it is. Like I can't fully remember what I did every single day and things like that. What was normal then is actually you completely forget. So make sure you keep notes of things and it's little stuff that you want to remember as well. And finally, would you do it again? I would potentially do it again, yes, but it would be a longer time away in the future. So for me, I did the Atlantic and I'm so happy it was everything more I could have ever wanted it to be, but I feel like I've done it now. And so I would potentially consider doing another ocean, maybe the Pacific, but I also, you know, an ocean is an ocean and I've sort of had this experience and I've wondered now what else is there out there for me to be able to go see, to do and what other things are going to challenge me. So it's not something that I'm going to immediately jump at. Yes, I enjoyed it and I loved it and it's made me curious as to what other things there are because I've never rode before. So I've never done other things. I've never skied before. So, you know, I want to have every life experience possible. And then, you know, maybe the rowing the ocean was my favourite thing of all. And I'll do it again. But I also have time. So I was 21 when I did my crossing. The oldest is, what, 72? That gives me literally 50 years to be able to do it again. I could I could do it 50 times. Who knows? So, yeah, I'm not ruling it out, but I also, I got my fix. I got my ocean fix. Definitely for now. Big thank you to Jasmine for sharing her story and all of her advice. I love her outlook on life and she is definitely one to follow as I'm sure she has a long adventure career ahead of her, global pandemic permitting, of course. If you're an ocean rower and would like to share your story, get in touch, theoceanrowingclub at gmail.com or via Instagram at theoceanrowingclub. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to rate, review and give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like and share and recommend it to all of your friends. And don't forget to join us again next week when we talk to a guy from across the pond who came across the pond to row back across the pond. Toodle pip!